You're now tuned in to another episode of JP's podcast, your number one source for unlicensed advice and quality conversation. This is JP's podcast. Don't press that button. We'll be right back with JP's podcast. Sorry, I'm just playing. Hey, what's good, everybody? It's your boy JP. We back again with another, with another episode for y'all. Hey, look, I got a real good topic today. This hits home for a lot of people in America. A lot of people I know, me personally, a lot of young men. Today we're gonna be discussing hypermasculinity. All right, now this, now this get real deep. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of points to make. And we're going to kind of cover the general stuff, kind of go into detail, you know, be a little vulnerable, share our personal opinions and our own stories. So I hope y'all ready. Stay tuned. Listen, like, listen through all this. This is important for everybody. We all, you know, women and men have experienced hypermasculinity and its effect on all of us in our relationships. But I'm not alone, of course. I got my good brother with me, Kelly. Go ahead. Let him know who it is. Hey. What's good with y'all? I'm back again. Uh, you know, silly. But you could call me Kelly. I prefer Kelly because you know what I'm saying. But tell, follow me on Instagram. I don't even know my Instagram. I'll tell you at the end of the show. He'll have it ready for y'all. It's all right. Yeah. But we're going to jump right into it, y'all. Hypermasculinity. Okay. And let's just go over what hypermasculinity means in the first place. All right. And it can be a range of things, but I'm going to get a simple definition like this. Hypermasculinity is the belief that in order to be a man, you must in no way resemble a woman. Being even remotely feminine strips you entirely of your masculinity. Okay, and this then means that conventionally feminine traits such as tenderness, compassion, and empathy are strictly off limits. And that's like a brief definition. I, um... What is your definition of hypermasculinity and ways it can be put? Well, to be honest, the definition you just gave, you know what I'm saying, it got it, it explains everything that I got right here. You know what I'm saying? The, the exaggeration of male stereotypes, you know what I'm saying? Like like strength and aggression, you know what I'm saying, sexuality, stuff like that. Alright, so this is this is kind of like how it coincides with what it is today because us as men is like in place of those in place of those um these feminine emotions it's like men are like we try to permit characteristics such as lust to present sexual prowess and rage to show off our strength and bravado to display courage and by limiting uh, our expressiveness as a man within these frames, we're always we're always molded, you know, as something specific. We have to be a certain thing. It's like society and everything that we're doing from birth to up is to fit into a shape and form of what a man is supposed to be. So. What are some things you got to say about, you know, hypermasculinity? It could be toxic. Real toxic. It, it could hurt people. It could hurt yourself. It, it could be a mental challenge. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody made 
not not everybody got that mental capability to be, you know what I'm saying, the strongest person in the land, the strongest male in the land, you know what I'm saying, the the most aggressive, the most fierce, you know what I'm saying? And it could mess with you. For real, for real. So I, I feel like it could really be something toxic. Something that most people should talk about and understand. And I'm gonna say it like this because I recently had to do a paper on hypermasculinity, which is as we translate in today's culture, toxic masculinity, same thing. And, you know, in my essay, as I was reviewing and analyzing the uh, documentary, in it, this man, I forgot his name, he made three solid points about three lies we perceive growing up, trying to become a man. I'm going to list all three. Okay, so the first one is that masculinity is associated with athletic ability. Our strength, speed, and size has to mirror that of great athletes. And as boys, we should strive to compete and be stronger than each other. Now, I know we all are victims and can relate to that first lie. Yes, sir. Like, high school, bro, what what was we all trying to do? We wasn't that, we wasn't that joint trying to hoop. We were skipping class, trying to go to the gym. Show off the shot I ain't had no shot I played football But You know what I'm saying We was just in there Trying to be strong I'm coming down the lane Like riding our test Throwing elbows And everything But you know And it was a lot of Peer pressure But I had weightlifting Facts. The last two years Junior, senior year Of high school I had weightlifting And I think And I had a freshman year too But I was scrawny I was skinny <laughs> I wasn't really trying To my keep boy, up with nobody My boy was a stick Hey straight Feel like that because the head was big too, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> but we got in the junior senior year, and everybody really was trying to show off that, hey, oh yeah, I, I'm on the football team, and you and you in, I'm in weightlifting with with some of the football players, and we in there, and it's just a bunch like everybody who's trying to hoop ball workout. We all in the same class together, the hoopers, the ballers, and the people who wanted to work out and still did everything else. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of pressure, bro. I remember when we would. Deadlift out the uh, hexagon ball. Oh yeah! What, bro? Come on, you can do it. Somebody Facts. big do it, and you got to come behind. I got stretch marks on my arms for that. Just trying to go out there. I remember bro, I did mine. I straight fought it. <laughs> I, I straight fought it when I lifted that. When I deadlifted, bro, shit it on them. And I fought it. Dropped. Beep, beep, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> bro, and then I was like, bro, like, and that's just how it was, and that's just a simple story from that, but it's. Plenty of stories Like that to where Us as men We're competitive and it's like I'm gonna be stronger than you I'm gonna be bigger than you And you know After realizing and taking some time To reflect back You realize man You're not really It's not really like a pressure But you feel like since that's what everybody else is doing That I hang around I want to do that too And some people Especially young men And I'm going to say this now Young men You know Middle school And high school That's when You really have a lot of Creative power Because you don't have any response, No big responsibilities To where that True To shift your mind True. And it's like If you want to do something Creative outside of everybody You don't have to Play football Play basketball Weight lift You know Oh he big I got to get big too If you want to dance If you want to act if you want to play games, if you want to be a gamer. No cap, uh, not to cut you off or nothing, but if I could go back in time, I'd definitely be a, 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 um, a gymnast. I ain't even going to lie to you. I'd be in this bit here and backflips all across the floor. Like, real, for real. That'd be something that I'd do. 
If I go back in time, man, if I could go back, honestly, I, I ain't really got no regrets. I kind of did everything Same. I wanted to do, but still, I still, we still had that pressure growing up. In the same neighborhood and at the same school, <laughs> we knew how it was. Like it was the same conversations amongst us that people would have anywhere. With like, hey, our athletic ability is what's helping us become known to our peers, known amongst women, and all these other reasons why people wanted to do what they do: be a better hooper, be a baller. That's true. And as far as toxic masculinity goes. There's of course positives and negatives. Like it, it helps develop certain parts of you, but it shouldn't be to the to the extent to where you feel like I'm doing this to look good for somebody else. Like this is not what I personally want. This is what I have to do to keep up with everybody else that I'm around. And that's where it kinds of get gets into that negative aspect. And from that, going into the second lie, is that we associate masculinity with economic success. Okay, this entails how we strive to have power and possessions and all these material things, you know, a faster car, a better looking girl, a bigger house, a better paying job amongst each other to compete in society. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. why is it like that? But it's been like that. It's been like that. And we're still suffering from it. It's, it's a long process. Facts. That's true. <clears throat> I mean... Shit. I, don't, I don't even know what to say about that one because look, I mean, in, in the long in the long run, look at it like this: when we have those conversations about what we want to do in life, some of us are pursuing those true passions to where you know this is what my heart desires, this is what I desire. Mm -hmm. But some of us is in that race, even like I say, from a young age, those conversations we had in middle school and high school was it, it was like always, yeah, bro. I'm trying to get this. And the, the the third lie is something I know, you know, everybody going to relate to in another way. But we have this dream and this goal and reflecting about we wanted that $100,000 salary. You know, yes, we want uh, the benefits. We want to, oh, yeah, I want to make sure I got the mansion. I want to make sure I got, you know, the Rari, the Gotti. I got the Rolls Royce, the Maybach, <laughs> you know, I, I got that formatic bins, you know what I'm the saying? Bins, the big body bins, yes sir. And hypermasculinity, um, as we've been doing this thing, it's like at the individual and interpersonal level, boys and men who conform to hypermasculinity can be impacted in their health and their relationship, and it, and it gets really deep because. The way that we go after this image of being a man that society has set really affects us back home with, you know, our friends, um, our more intimate relationships, our romantic relationships, and the relationships that we do or may not have with our father, which a lot of this can go back and attribute to in comparison, if you get what I'm saying. Thanks, I feel that. So... What do you feel like boys can do to break the pattern? Young men, you know, in the middle school, high school, even elementary. What do you think we can start doing to break the pattern of toxic masculinity culture, hypermasculinity, and all these negative things that can affect, you know, our relationships and our mental health? To be honest, man, we just got to 
get out that mindset that we're in right now. Like, we got to be able to explore for ourselves, you know? We got to step out that shell. We got to do research our, research ourselves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't just go with the standards no more. We got to look into non-traditional ways, non-traditional lifestyles and some stuff like that. And it's, it's a lot that we could do, for real. But right now, like, just going off top, it's a Yeah, I can't really think of nothing to say right now, but I got a lot. I know a lot, probably. And the way I look at it as young men today, even us, because we're still young. I'm still in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. We have to look at it like, what has hyper-masculinity done to the people that we know around us? What situations are they in? Where are they mentally? Where are people mentally? And, you know, where does that put us as far as how toxic masculinity has affected, you know what I'm saying, us and people around us? So I know it's been a few people around me, a few people around me. I, You know, it's not nobody super close to me, but it's been a few people around me. And it's just like they got this mindset that, Men don't cry. You got to get it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's a bad thing to show emotion. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, if, if you feeling vulnerable, you got to hide it. You got to wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? But it shouldn't be like that. If you feeling the type of way, any any other way, you should be able to talk to somebody about it. You know what I'm saying? You should, you should be able to protect your mental space, protect your mental peace. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of men not really riding with it. You know what I'm saying? It's just out to, like... Look, this what I got going on, and this this me. I'm gonna get out of it. I'm gonna get it out the mud. You know what I'm saying? And it's not a problem to get it out the mud, but when it's like really out to affecting you mentally, you should sit back and like really talk to someone. Yeah, your friends. You should be able to have that conversation amongst your 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 friends and your family. And 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 that's why I love y'all. Like y'all my y'all my bros to the end. Like y'all boys, like really. You know what I'm saying we all on the same vibe. Like if we feel in the type of way, we'll talk to somebody. We'll talk to each other. We'll talk to a professional, a counselor, anything. You know what I'm saying? And most people not like that. And that's and see, I love that because us as close friends, we, you know, we call each other brothers. It's that it's that environment and that atmosphere to where we know we could communicate our frustrations. And our bad days and our, you know, personal situations and not feel like we have to go to our room and be quiet about it and just come out and hang with the guys and smile and pretend everything good. Yes, it's like, sir. nah, bro, like I'm really not in the mood because this that, and the third. I'm just going on. We all sit down like, hey, bro, hey, let's go ahead and have a session. Let's all sit down and talk. What's going Thanks. on with you? What's going on with you? And we sit here and we easily just, hey, man, this happened to my other brother and this happened to my sister and this happened to my grandma and you know and this going on and we have that space to where we communicate and we don't have to worry about suppressing what's really bothering us on the inside and I love that because not everybody has that a lot of people have relationships and friends today that they only go around to talk about what the the regular stuff all they want to talk about is sports guns music and girls it's like mm-hmm. alright bro like we know you hurting 
something's on your mind. Facts. You want to pretend like, oh, you know, old girl doing you dirty and, and really play a part in why your head was hanging down to school today or whatever. Or you want to act like you getting fired. Oh, man, you know, man, I'm getting another job. And now you think about, bro, you know, you want to you do something. You wanted to buy something. Or you worried about your financial situation. And now you feel like less of a man because... All your bros is working and you out here is the Tommy of the group. Oh, you ain't got no job and now you're feeling bad. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's that type of stuff that starts to isolate, you know, young men in their minds. And we see mental health at a rise today for even a younger age group. You would think growing mm-hmm. up, like, how could you contemplate mental health or your stability in middle school or elementary? But you see these you see these cases where people are so young already debating where they're going wrong in life and it's killer. And I hate that. I'm an advocate for the youth. I'm an advocate for a lot of things, mental health, self-improvement, you know, leadership, communication. I'm an advocate for a lot of things. And this is, and this really touches because let's look at it like this from a, from a statistic standpoint. Okay. 76% of suicide cases are men statistically. 76% 76% of suicide cases I mean that's That's a quarter more than half And one Okay And suicide is the biggest killer I'm gonna say this again Suicide is the Biggest killer The single biggest killer Of men under 50 Under 50 Did you know that That, that suicide by males Is four times higher than females they, they, like males They look to more Violent ways To like execute the job You know what I'm saying Like Guns to the head Like You know what I'm saying Shit like that And You know And this is all To point back to I won't Like This is not me speaking For everybody's case Okay I don't want nobody To assume I'm speaking For everybody This is to the individual Or to the people Who can understand And you know Empathize with where I'm coming from this is the situation because men, some men feel like they have a social expectation to reach. And if they don't reach that by whatever age they have in their mind or by whatever time set they put their goal in, they you lose confidence. You start being confused. You start processing things differently. You lose a little touch of reality. You slip into an isolated mindset. You know, those darker thoughts, that confusing place. You're suppressing how you're really feeling because you just want to smile and be good when you're around the people who you love and adore. And I'm here to tell you, don't do that. Facts. You do not have to do that. Look, I'm, I will be the first to say, if you haven't already heard it, find, you, find your space. Find your common ground. And create those genuine relationships to where you're around people who know you're not perfect and because we nobody is and you should be able to tell everybody that you're around what's going on and and to piggyback off the nobody's perfect comment i know we all make mistakes you know what i'm saying like we all have stuff that happen but but something that i always stand by something that i'll forever preach bro everybody make mistakes but don't let this mistake that I just made define who I am or what I stand for. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if I was to go out here, mess up. And next thing you know, everybody looking at me crazy, cross-eyed and stuff. Be like, oh, what happened to this person? I'm still that person. 
I just made a mistake and I'm acknowledging that I made that mistake. But don't let it define who I am or what I stand for. And that's how it plays. Uh, you know, boys are being socialized into these roles at a young age. And it starts at school, you know, our parents, our friends. Um, and we're told at a young age not to show weakness, you know, show strength and toughness. And, you know, you get frowned at for being emotional. Um, and it feel like, and it feels like from birth, us as young men, like, we're, it feel like we're told that being dominant and in charge is like, a mandatory function in life we got to be the best at everything you know especially when you're in ranks against other men dominate dominate these things dominate these roles in these places in life and make sure you know if it's you against somebody else you have to be at the top of the line for that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and we avoid that soft side of our emotions and we we don't you know share our true feelings of sadness and hurt you know, like even if you're com- if you're competing against other men for whatever, maybe it's for a girl, maybe it's for a sports team, maybe it's for maybe it's for a job. And the frustration and the hurt that we may feel from not getting it, you know, it really puts us in a bad spot. Some of us, and we don't really learn how to recoup from that. We just take the L and we say, "Ah, right, we got to bounce back." And then when you take two L's. You're feeling the pain of two losses now because you didn't deal with the first one. You're not saying, okay, I just took another another hill. I'm going to move on from this one. You're telling yourself, okay, well, dang, I just took two. That's two in a row. And if you take nice. another hill after that, you, now you're processing it mentally as that's three in a row. And you see how easily in life this, this can start to stack. And we get frustrated. And you know what, man? It's, it's real crazy. Toxic masculinity today for our young boys, for our young men, you know, and mental health is at an all-time high as far as being a killer in our society, in our culture for 18 to 24 and probably even younger than that. Facts. So another big thing that plays a part, and I want to jump into this, is fathers. Fatherhood. <laughs> Ooh, we yeah fatherhood that's the one us growing up with or without a father or even realizing what fathers are doing today okay and i don't even know where to start with that you know going into it you can just start off by saying growing up a lot of us have that father issue because we just needed to hear somebody say i love you our son i'm proud of you and some of us never got that. Some of us never got that message. Some of us never knew. Some of us were striving to please or impress someone who paid us no attention. We never got the I love you. We never got the son, I'm proud of you. And we always just wanted to be good enough. And we chased that. True. That's very true. Like, like for me personally... My pops, you know what I'm saying? Like, before Hurricane Katrina happened, I thought it was cool. I thought it was close. But then Hurricane Katrina happened, and you know what I'm saying? Like, everything just went kind of left. But I was blessed enough to have my grandfather play that father role. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my grandfather came out to him. He was just like, look, son. Just, he, he told it to me how it was. 
Like he ain't cut no corners, he ain't cut no chases, and I, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm happy that I had that, even though I didn't have my biological father to say these things to me. And I feel like right now, like at, I'm not a father or nothing, but if I was to become a father, when I become a father, my grandpa, you know, he's he's steering me in the di- in the right direction. He he showed me some things. And I plan on passing that on to to my children, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if I don't have children, I, I plan on continuing to volunteer with the youth, you know what I'm saying? And pass that on to them. And see, that's the, you know, I really have a big applause, a big thank you in my heart for men who stepped up to play somebody else's role. Facts. When it wasn't even their responsibility in the first place. I can say for me personally, like I've only seen my biological father twice, twice in my life. Once when I was in elementary, I I don't know exactly when, probably I think first or second grade. And a second time, I think my sophomore, junior year in high school. Um, and I went to Georgia to get my birth certificate. And my mama thought it was funny to see if he was still around <laughs> his grandma house and he was, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to see you. What's up, bro? But um, I say one thing about me growing up. Um, luckily, I have a wonderful stepfather who's been in my life since I was in fourth grade, and I give all blessings and a, a lot of praise and a lot of thanks to that man because what he did for me and my brothers and how he was, um, and I mm-hmm. love him. I love him forever for that. You know, but for me, okay, he came in in the fourth grade, but by the fourth grade, you've already established a strong connection with your mother. You know what I'm saying? It don't take that long. So even though, yes, it has been a long time from fourth grade to now, I'm not holding thing, you know, but in that time, you have to realize if you don't realize as people, you grow the attachment to your mother quickly, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless, that that attachment is already there. So I was already a mama's boy and being around my mother up yes, until fourth grade when he kind of stepped in and we was, you know, getting to know about his family and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I cling to my mother and I learned a lot by being around a woman like that. You know, my mama taught me that it's okay to feel a different way. You know, she I, I saw her express raw emotions and at a young age, hear what she was frustrated about. And that made me more sensitive because I wanted to be there for her and I was around her. So it was kind of like, I feel what you feel. So I grew up being able to express how I was feeling to other people with my mother in other situations. So I didn't have that. Oh, you, you, I mean, of course it was moments where people told me that you better not cry. Cause you know, we in public, we around families and the third, but being open like i was still able to express my emotions and still you know build those relationships with my friends in school and out you know in my neighborhood to where we we were still having those conversations you know what i'm saying even if it was petty stuff because you know at this age bro we elementary we ain't got no big problems we ain't out here worrying about bro i just lost 30 dollars in the football game you know (laughs) it wasn't nothing like that facts and i really appreciate that because i didn't hold any hostility towards my father i always had that feeling for for the long time i had that bro if i ever see my real dad I, i'm gonna stick that man right in his jaw leave my mama like that 
<laughs> yeah, I feel that. Look, I ain't got no fatherly hostility. Like, if you was to come back in my life today, then look, I, I'm open to rekindling something. But you, you can't get back on the years that you missed out on. Yeah, we just gonna have to start right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, my mama, my mama was there for me and my grandfather, and that's all I know. Up to you, come back and try to rekindle some shit. But hey, who knows? If you out there and you were listening to this, hey, shoot, you, hey, do what you gotta do, but. Yeah, my mama got nothing, taught me a lot. My grandfather taught me a lot. And like you were saying, shout out to my mama, because my mama. Shout out to the mamas. Like yes, that. sir. Y'all like, held it down for us. Showing yeah. raw emotion, never still does wrong, always wanted the best for us, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't going to say I'm a mama's boy, but I love my mama to death, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? That's a piece of my heart. I feel like the Lord knows when two people can't live without each other. And I, yes, sir. I ain't even going to talk about that. But yes, sir. I'm telling you, um, like really with our fathers and you know i had that hostility for a little bit until i seen them and when i seen them it all went away because i feel like you look at our perceptions of like what you want and what we think you know love should be like for our parents and it's never that it's never that yeah i can have a whole separate podcast and i probably will about you know love and our role models and how we never said we wanted to have the relationship our parents had we always wanted that Martin and that Gina, that Jada and that Will. Who, we wanted, whoa, nah, I don't know. We don't want the Jada and the Will no more. Nah, nah. Hey, shout out to August, the Nola, the Nola guy. We don't want that Jada and that Will no more. But growing up, you know what I'm saying, we clung to all these other relationships that was, Facts. you know, Hollywood because we didn't want what was at home. You got to find that. You, you got to see that perfect relationship. Like, I, I don't know who I was talking to, but somebody was like, I gotta surround myself with people who have that that relationship that that that's continuously growing. You know what I'm saying? Like my grandma and my grandpa, like my mama and my my pops never had that relationship that was continuously growing, like unconditional type shit. You know what I'm saying? Because if if it was, they they would still be together. But like when it comes to my grandma and my grandpa, they've been rocking since they was in high school. Man. Oh shoot! I'm talking about <laughs> shoot. I'm talking about I don't know how how old they was, but they was young. Like they was in high school and they still rocking. Like I'm talking about shout out to my grandparents because they're definitely showing me that no matter what happens, no matter you know what I'm saying, it could it could work out. You could you could you know what I'm saying, you could do it. You could have that high school sweetheart, you could have your college sweetheart, you could have any sweetheart. And that's and that's important. I love that. I love that 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 grow old love. Yes, sir. Man, but let me point it out like this. All right. If people are asking, so what can boys do to break the pattern? Young men out there, if you're listening, anybody, if you know a young man, I'm going to put it straight like this. Help them assess their relationship with the people in their lives right now. Middle school, high school, sports, whatever they're, whatever activity and places they're conducting themselves and the time and energy in, help them assess all these relationships, okay? And we don't want to be the people who are pouring on them responsibilities of a man that won't help them grow up to be a man. You know, it's your it's your perception of being a man, but it's steering them in a you know wrong direction emotionally. Because they thinking that okay, 
my my mama or my older sister or my older brother wants me to do this, so I'm going to do that. And it's just for the benefit for of you. We, we're not going to be selfish like that. You know what I'm saying? Give Give these kids the space and sit back and look at what they're naturally going to. What are their curiosities? You know, kind of ask them about other things you know don't you know and i know we ask a lot what do you be what do you want to be when you grow up what do you want to you know what do you want to do and they say these things and that's okay that's where our mind goes when we're young but also help them explore creative options where it's not that i want to be a doctor you know a salary job with a lot of paperwork and this that, and the third think about the now like what do you want to do now you know don't don't let them get too caught up in the future to where they start to scope themselves in the image of who they already think they want to be when they get older help them kind of create the picture of where, where they want to be in the next few years like you want to be a gamer do you want to start photography do you want to start journalism do you want to start you know writing and reading you know um space and studying other things kind of let them form that image of where they want to be in the next few years and not put them so far off in the future that, you know, the, the only thing in their mind is thinking about how my mom wants me to be a doctor and that sits with them forever. And my, my, my dad wants me to do this, you know, and then you kind of put that image in their mind of the man they want to be. And then they pursue these hyper masculine things to where they want to see it through they don't want to give up. They want to be right with you and everything else. We have to be better as a people. And I'm putting a call to action to myself because I'm a young man still, you know, and I'm I'm in this world as an observer and as an experiencer at, at the same time, you know, my own personal life. And I'm looking at everybody else's decisions and actions and I see it play out. We all know somebody that's tried to commit suicide or that's being affected or has or know somebody that has passed away from it and other yes, mental illnesses such as depression and anxiety this is a call to action a call to action observe your relationships because it's when you lose that closest person that person who you think will never do that is that you started that's when you, it's too late and then you start to think about what you could have done to be more involved or to prevent something from happening and it's always too late i'm saying now I play an important role in people's lives to where I make sure that if there's nobody, anybody can come to, it should at least be me. Now, I always advocate for people being able to come to whoever. You shouldn't have, you know, one person, but even having that one person can make a big difference today. And as young men, middle school, high school, elementary, let's help them give them space to create their own reality to create a comfortable environment to we need to sit back and listen to what they're telling us they want to do and allow them to have that space let them pursue these things in the lesson of understanding their selves better their emotions and where they're trying to be in life because i i don't want to give anybody structure and i'm not a father but i i've made it a priority in my head already that when i do step into that fatherhood role i will allow my children to have that that freedom um, to explore, to think openly, to express themselves openly. You know, if son, if you're hurt, that's okay. If my daughter, if my daughter is experiencing pain, if she tells me, you know, she wants to, she wants to do this, and it seems like a masculine role, I won't tell her that's for boys. I'll let her experience it and see if it's personally 
in line with what she wants to be or do. And because sometimes as at a young age, we go through temporary phases of where we just want something for a season. We just want something for a year and then we get done with it. And that's okay. Excellent. It's still part of your development and creating a genuine human being and becoming a genuine person. And that's my goal as a father. And, and I, <clears throat> I feel like experience it's one of those developers like i ain't gonna say it's the it's one of the best developers like experience like you have to experience something and it'll develop who you are it'll let you know that look right off rip this is this is me this is what i want or it'll let you know like and you know i ain't really feeling it like that but you have to experience it in order to develop who you are type thing you know what i'm saying and and like you was mentioning earlier about you know what i'm saying creative jobs and like asking people where they're going to be at in the next few years and not pushing far in the future. Like I was talking to my cousin the other day, not the other day, but like earlier this year when he was uh, registering for college and I was just like, so like where you see yourself in the next three to five years, like what you want to do? You know what I'm saying? Like three to five years, it sounds like a long time, but it ain't a long time. Cause what we going on five years right now, we four years we've been in college and it's just like, time flies like i remember when i first started but at the same time man we gotta we gotta be able to give them that opportunity to explore different things other than doctors lawyers and you know what i'm saying stuff like that you gotta do something that you love if you love it then you're gonna do it for l and if you're doing it for l for life then you'll grow into that role you'll get the money that you expected from something else but that's just piggybacking off something that you said earlier i ain't gonna cut you off but oh no yeah. you good brother we all just being facts here you know we hitting key points because i'm making it a priority that people understand like we gotta play a role in the youth our, our young men and that we're not feeding them into what society has already tried to push them into and that's what's created this rise of mental illness it's people are people are in conflict with what they feel and what they know so bad. You know, you feel like what you feel on the inside is not as important as what society makes you feel like you need to be doing. You got mm-hmm. two different expectations, two different aspects of where you are and where you want to be, which is different from where society wants you to be and where you thinking you need to be at this age. You know, mentally, you might tell yourself, I've worked three days. 24 hours five hey three five days i work this amount of hours it can be 20 and you feel like i need rest but on the other side you like 20 hours isn't nothing i'm only working part-time i need to get up and go to work or ask everybody gonna think i'm lazy no bro if you feel like you need some rest get your rest yes sir don't don't be afraid to tell nobody that you tired like look we all need that break, right? whether it's physically, emotionally, psychologically, emo- like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, we all need a break. And you shouldn't be afraid of saying that you need that break. And it's examples like that that plays, like, even at a younger age where we just question ourselves and where we want to be and what we think is best for us. And then we compare it to society and we feel like we're way off. And it is it just, that's that's the toxic cycle. And I, I really want to break that. Like I say, I'm an advocate for the youth. I'm an advocate for mental health. I advocate for a lot of things because my priority is self-development, self-improvement. 
I want to see people grow and develop genuinely into the right thing, into who you're meant to be, who you're, you know, the thing that's beating inside your heart is telling you what to do and then we ignore it. So, um, this is my goal as a young man in ways I can help the youth. Um, this is something I'm aspiring to make sure I work on and keep close to my heart when it's time for me to step into fatherhood and have children, you know, and that goes for all of us. You know, we all helping in to hold ourselves accountable and our friends accountable and help everybody. You know, you shouldn't have to feel like you're in this world alone or there's nobody you can trust or come to. And if you feel like that, you need to make sure from now on you establish those relationships to where you can talk to the people you call friends, you call family, you call, you know, peers. We need to do better at developing these genuine relationships. Some of us don't even know how to communicate. Some of us have bad communication skills. That's true. But it starts with, look, saying something is better than saying nothing any day, any time. And I know it's easier said than done, but start somewhere. You know, I don't have all the answers. This is unlicensed advice and quality conversation. I'm not certified at anything, but I'm coming to you as a human being on this podcast as as a young man that's trying to grow and develop the same rate as everybody else, you know. I'm just trying to get ahead of the game and stay in it as long as I can. But with that, I'm not going to take too much of y'all time. We've already been on here for a little bit. I hope y'all enjoyed what we had to say. I hope y'all listened. If you have any stories, questions, comments, please send them to me. We can talk about it. You know, anything we've talked about before in other podcasts, feel free to reach out, discuss. Um, I love conversation. I love, you know, discussing topics. And that's what I'm here for. It's JP's podcast. You know what I'm saying? Kelly, you got anything for him? Uh, look, like, 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 uh, like the bro said, it's unlicensed. We learn and we grow and we experiencing. So if there's anything you want to know, hit them up. Anything you want to add, hit them up. You know what I'm saying? And I got that Instagram for y'all now. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. He got Look, it. Follow me, Kelly1K underscore. That's K E L I 1K underscore. K as in kangaroo. E as in elephant. L as in lion. I as in igloo. 1K. K as in kangaroo. <laughs> underscore. There we go. All right. Bang, bang. JP since 98 and Kelly1K. On another podcast It's been real y'all Remember interact Tell me what's up Also in the future I have a thousand play Giveaway prize coming up So stay tuned In the next few podcasts Y'all gonna wanna listen in For that one Alright A thousand play giveaway Hold on bro Can I be a part of that giveaway too Hey shoot man <laughs> I might give it to anybody For real Y'all just gotta pay attention I'll leave details In the next few podcasts When we get closer To the thousand plays Right now we at 600 or something So as we get closer I'll announce it in future podcasts, but get ready for that. Thousand play giveaway. JP is 98. This is my podcast. Let's set it off. That was another episode of JP's podcast. Your number one source for unlicensed advice and quality conversation. Join the convo and hit up JP on IG and Twitter with questions or topics for the next episode at JP since 98.